Shalom to the online Nechamuami family. This is Rabbi Damien. The next several weeks' teachings will be speaking to some significant changes coming to Nechamuami. Even if you're not in the seats, to me, you're part of the family. And it's important then for me to share with you what is coming, why, and hopefully to have you be as excited as we are. Because Hashem is doing a great thing and we, no matter where we reside, are blessed to be a part of it all. With His help, big things are ahead. You're invited. We'd love to have your support and enjoy the teaching. We've all, God uses all of us for many different things and we're always happy and honored to do that. Um, I have had the honor and the pleasure to be used in small ways by God for turning points in Macon, Georgia, in this community, in our community. One was Beth Yeshua and that's not a bad word. It's an experience. And it's one that God has used in many, many powerful ways. And if it wasn't for Beth Yeshua, we wouldn't be here. And the other is Nachamu Ami. And I heard once, and there's, there's, I have a great feeling of expectation for today. I don't know if you feel that so far in the service, but... I do. I feel that in my spirit, in my soul, in my body, my heart. And I just, God put it on my heart to tell you, in case you missed that, that today is a day of great expectation. And I heard once that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And we have been prepared as a congregation, as a body, our rabbi, all of our uh, congregants, we have been prepared in many, many, many ways. And <clears throat> I feel that today is going to be a day of opportunity and another turning point in Macon, Georgia. And if that is the definition of luck, then I just wanted to tell you that I think today is going to be a very lucky day. And with that buildup, what in the world could be so important that I wanted you here so badly? Well, obviously, it's 2020. I mean, as the son of an ophthalmologist, <laughs> as someone who worked in ophthalmology for almost 20 years alongside my ophthalmologist father, as, as a rabbi who is constantly looking at life and the things that are going around on around us and trying to find little cues I can build off of 2020, come on, it's vision, right? Perfect vision. But that's not exactly why I wanted everyone to be here. And I really do appreciate everyone being here. This isn't a vision message. This is a transformation message. This is, this is renewal and transformation because it is time for a change, and I showed you some time ago this slide. We talked about this cross and the star slide. And I put a message out that uh, was called the, the Congregational Conundrum, which has gotten a little bit of attention out there because it has this forbidden symbol associated with it. But... What, what that was is just a realistic evaluation of Messianic Judaism. And, and 
Today and everything I'm going to share and everything going forward is it's not it's not my vision. It's a congregational transformation. And that message spoke to Messianic Judaism as a whole. It spoke to where we've come from and where we are and, and really asked where should we be looking to go? And that was broad, but today we need to get right here. We need to get right into this space inside the walls of Nahamuami. We need to get personal. So as I share what I want to share with you today, I wanted to look in your eyes as I say it. I wanted you to look in my eyes as I say it. I want you to feel and know the passion, and you can't do that through an audio. And so I appreciate you coming because, as my dad said, this is... This is as exciting as it gets for me, really, really, in 10 years. 10 years ago when we started, I was not excited. I was terrified, petrified. What are we doing? I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not a leader like this. I'm not, I don't have any qualifications. I, I, Kelly had to affirm me like 25 times a day, my love language, affirmation. Kelly, how was it? How did it go? How was it? How was this week, Kelly? I was terrified. I'm no longer terrified. But I'm especially confident, not in myself, but in you and in this congregation, and in the way forward, where we've been, what we've done, but more importantly, what we are going to do. I am excited, passionate, committed, dedicated, ready, because 10 years has all worked together to this point. 10 years for this. Today is our story, and I want to leave you with excitement. I want you to leave with excitement. This hardest part of problem-solving, uh, of, problem of finding the answer to a problem, is accurately defining it. I want to ask you, what service does a babysitter provide? Watching the baby. Sitting the baby. Actually, no. A babysitter provides the service of enjoyment for the parents to go out and enjoy each other's company. That's what a babysitter provides. What does a locksmith provide? It could go either way, a way in, a way out, but a locksmith provides something very different. A locksmith provides security when he gives you a safe space by putting locks in your home that keep people out that you don't want in. What do we provide? What do we provide? In in just down-to-earth terms, what do we provide? Love, light, learning. I want to suggest that what we provide is inspiration. We provide validity. We provide answers to difficult questions. We provide 
a way for people who have struggled through the things they read in the Bible or have heard in wherever it was, read something and said, but wait, why don't we do this? When, when Jesus did this or when the Bible says this, why don't we do that? And, and the truth of the matter is, like, that bothers me. I have questions and I can only get pat answers. We provide validity in the Bible because we look at the Bible in its context. It's actual historical Jewish context which was lost by a separation of church and synagogue. There were no Jews at the church councils. We provide context. And when someone has a challenge and we say, you know what? Your challenge is legitimate. Did Jesus really change the Sabbath? No. But your, your, your question is valid. Here's why he didn't. And so we validate the fact that it's okay to have questions. And we inspire because I know for most of you, you've learned something new by reading the Bible that way and hearing and knowing Yeshua that way. You've been inspired in new ways. Maybe not so much anymore because you've been around it for a long time. But that's what we offer to people, inspiration and connection to the Word. And Christianity has certainly tried to give answers and they do give inspiration and, and a lot of things. But as I've told you in multiple messages up to this point, things aren't working the same way anymore. People are not accepting those answers anymore the same way. They're just walking away. And so we also provide an, an answer to return to come back, to be honest, to ask questions. And you know, I, I reminded you of this in our, in our goals a couple of messages ago when we talked about the, the purpose of Nechamu Ami. Number one, we needed to be unique in Macon. We didn't need to be like anybody else. We didn't need to be like Beth Yeshua. We didn't need to be anything. We needed to provide a purpose, this purpose, what do we do well? Learning and community. That is our thing. It's, we do it well. I'll put it that way. Our number one goal was to be unique. Number two, we wanted to be part of the Jewish community. We wanted to be recognized as a valid part of the Jewish community, which was difficult, but to a degree has happened, and that's miraculous. And number three, we wanted to be a light to the nations because that's what we provide. And I told you, it's not that we failed, but we haven't succeeded in that mission. We haven't succeeded because we're still very inward and small. And nothing I'm going to say to you is about numbers. I want you to understand that as I'm talking. The reason for that is because who knows what barriers to entry are? It's an economic term. I'll talk about it in a second, but 
What we want to be is a place where people learn, connect, and grow. To learn things about the Bible you never knew, to connect to God and Yeshua in new and profound ways, and to grow in your spirit, in your walk, in your spiritual discipline, and your in your love for God and for others, to grow, to learn, connect, grow. And remembering back to Avram Polyak's quote that I gave you, if the Bible is true and if Yeshua is the Messiah and the King of the Jews, then the Jewish Christian movement is the most important phenomenon of our time. The distinguishing feature indicating that the world has come to a turning point. This is the turning point. We have been at the turning point for a little while, but we haven't made the turn. Why? Barriers to entry. A long, well, not a long time ago, six or eight months ago when Matt Goddard told me he was retiring and that the church that met here would be no more and we have this big beautiful sign out there that has Nahamu Ami on one side and Grace Christian Fellowship on the other side, I thought, hmm, that was an expensive sign. Now we got to figure out what we're going to do with the other half. And I thought about that. And it, I was looking at the sign. And a lot of things all happened around this time. I listened to a podcast about the importance of everything that you communicate to the public. It was a business podcast. It wasn't religious. Everything about your logo, your name, your tags, your colors, all this other stuff. And I, was, I looked at our sign. And I also then recalled a, con- a, a conversation with a colleague, a dear friend colleague leads a congregation in Boca Raton. And I asked him, how's the synagogue going? Synagogue's called Eitz Chaim. I said, how's the synagogue going? He said, it's okay, Eitz, Eitz Chaim, right? He goes, no, we're not Eitz Chaim anymore. I said, oh, what are you? He said, we're Shalom Boca. I said, okay. What, what is that? Uh, do, do, you, do you, are you still a synagogue? He said, we have a synagogue, but that's not all we are. Because we recognized and realized that in Boca Raton, surrounded by one of the largest Jewish populations in the United States, we needed to lower our barriers to entry. And so we want to be a community outreach. We want to be a learning center. We want to be a place where Jewish people can feel safe and come in. And so we're Shalom Boca. And I thought, that's really weird. And that's not going to work. That's what I thought. So all of this, though, is going through my mind as I'm looking at the sign that we have out there and thinking about what, we, what, what, what to do on the other side. And I thought, well, we'll just put like service times over grace. But I looked at our logo. And I thought, we are in middle Georgia. We are truly in the buckle of the Bible belt. 
we are surrounded by more Baptists than I can even count. We're surrounded by evangelical Christians. And here's what, here's what I began to look at. I thought, hmm, all right. Because what my colleague said is, we wanted to lower the barriers to entry and, and open the doors of opportunity, using some more economics terms. I looked at this and I thought, all right, I'm a Baptist. Here's what I see. I see a Jewish star. I see a star of David. You know what that tells me? That's Jewish space. I don't belong there. I see underneath that, and this might be the most important thing I see, Nechamu Amai. Nakamu Ami. I got news for you, folks. Most of you can't even say it right. <laughs> and I look underneath that, and I see this word in middle Georgia, Messianic Synagogue. Anyone ever told somebody you attend a Messianic Synagogue, and they say, Masonic? <laughs> Part of the Masons? So we've got Nechamu Ami Masonic Synagogue. And then I thought back to, I just, this reminded me of this. I saw this viral piece of spew that Deborah Elwood posted on Facebook of some anti-Semitic note that was circulating through Atlanta recently. Said, Jews are pigs. The Holocaust is a lie. And then you know what it quoted? Revelation, where Jesus says the word synagogue followed by two other words. Can you guess them? Of Satan. Right in the middle, if I'm a Baptist, of that Star of David is the words that should be the safe space for me. But most Jews can't even read Hebrew. So we have Yeshua right where he needs to be in the center, but, but no one knows that. So we've got a Jewish space with the Messiah in the middle, but, but I don't know what that means, and I can't pronounce that, and I'm not a Mason, and I don't want anything to do with Satan. And I thought, hmm, we might, that might explain why we don't have a lot of people from the nations that come and visit And I thought, what will we do? What shall we do? And I thought, well, we're going we're gonna to change the name. Let's do something that like is really in there. Hope of David. David. They know that's connected to Jesus. Hope we all... Nope, there's actually a synagogue in Atlanta called Hope of David. Tikvat David, that can't work. Seed of David. Seed like Messiah and David. Nah, that can't work. That can't work either. Everybody, anybody ever had this conversation? Where do you go to church? I don't go to church, actually. You don't? No, I, 
I attend a Messianic synagogue. What, what is that? Well, it's this. Another step back. It's called Nahamu Ami. But wait, it's from Isaiah. It means comfort my people. Oh, that's nice. Would you like to come and visit? Listen, let's get coffee. It's hard to share it. It's hard to share it. I remember Daniel Lancaster was here teaching for a seminar one time and I was up in the sound booth and he didn't know and he was with his daughter and she was holding some of our brochures and as they were walking past the sound booth she said look dad look at this logo this is incredible and Daniel Lancaster said yeah that is really nice no one can read it or understand it though that's a problem okay well what can we do I told you about the phrase, think different from Apple. And I showed you a logo with a bite out of it. And I explained that. And in the phrase, I said, think differently because that's grammatically accurate. An adverb should follow that. But the phrase is actually think different, which has two actual meanings. Think different, that means engage in the process of thinking in a different way. But also, when you see our stuff, think, wow, that's different. So they purposely toes think different, not think differently. But what do we do? What can we do, God? There is a mission we have in this community to not be somebody else, to be a part of the Jewish community, and to affect the nations because right now more than ever as i have said a hundred and five percent increase in anti-semitic acts replacement theology running rampant i read you remember the christianity today author who wrote the thing about impeaching trump and he was crucified for that he just wrote another article that I saw last night that's called Killing Jesus Brothers and Sisters. I don't really, not gonna get into politics, that doesn't matter, whatever you think about the other one, but this article that he wrote is unbelievable. It's a call and an explanation of how Christianity turned on the Jews and how it happened, but even in that, in the middle of it he says, We must admit the Jews killed Jesus. Well, actually, he says, we all did. But in reality, we know the Jews killed Jesus. It's, there's, we have to do something about this. This is the time. And that doesn't even begin to mention the disses that I've talked to you so much about. People in churches who are like, I don't, I don't get it. Forget it. I'm just not going. It doesn't make any sense. We have to get to these people. Because we have something important to offer. We need to change, adapt, and grow. I don't like that word. Change. Yeah. 
So we're going to become a church. May I remind you, that's not a solution either. The changes underway in the American religious landscape are broad-based. The Christian share of the population is down. Religious nuns have grown across multiple demographic groups. White people, black people, Hispanics, men, women. In all regions of the country, among college graduates, those with lower levels of educational attainment, religious nuns are growing faster among Democrats than Republicans, though their ranks are swelling in both partisan coalitions. And although the religiously unaffiliated are on the rise among younger people and most groups of older adults, their growth is most pronounced among younger Caleb's, Jasmine's, Savannah's, Zach's, Jonathan's, Katie's, Michael's, Miranda's, the young people. I've told you all this. So we need to become something radically different than what we are. Actually, no, that would be a disaster. It's been 10 years getting here to create an identity where you can have a David Higginbotham and a Gene Larson. David Higginbotham, an Orthodox Jew, Messianic Jew. Gene Larson, committed believer at his church and also here, and everything in between. For goodness sakes, 9 o'clock, we have a full Hebrew Shakrit service. At 10 o'clock, we have a Chabadnik from Brooklyn that reads from the Torah. And then at 10.30, we sing Chris Tomlin. And at 11.30, we talk about God's Word and the Jewish Jesus and how All of it applies to everyone. Stick with me. I'm almost there. We can't change that. That's a miracle. But what can we do? Those people are not here because, as I described two or three weeks ago, we've held on to a system that has been slowly dying. And that is the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s version of Messianic Judaism, where you can't have a logo that has a cross and a star. And you can't do stuff like that. Nope. We got to lower the barriers to entry. And so, as I considered our sign, as I considered and prayed and sought counsel from so many people, I cannot tell you, and from such diverse categories from the Matt Goddards of the world to the, I mean, I even talked to Daniel Lancaster about this, who has a Orthodox Messianic Jewish synagogue in Hudson, Wisconsin, everyone in between. I asked God, what shall we do? And he said, don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid. I've placed you, not me, 
you here to affect the kingdom. So I told you about my friend, Jesse Hutcher is his name, the rabbi at Eitz Chaim. I'm sorry, Shalom Boka. I told you about him and I, I said, well, that's what we need, God. Just as a start, that's what we need. We gotta, and as I told you, I thought through Tikvat David, seed of David, seed of Abraham, Beth something, hala, 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 all, everywhere, all over. And then it struck me as I pulled into the parking lot and I looked at our sign. You want to reach people? You want to reach people? Then become this. Darren, what are we becoming? Become this. Become a representation of Ephesians. Become a place where Jews and Gentiles exist together under the unity and the peace that, it was, that was brought through Yeshua. Make it easy for people to come. And if you look at that, you see, we're in the know, so we know what this means. We know what this means. Uh, uh, peace, shalom, the word shalom, and we're bringing that together with Macon because we want to affect the community, and we're not afraid to think different. So we have the, the important star of David, but represented in it is, this, is the cross. No, yes. Yes. And we're borrowing it from Messianic luminary Avram Polyak. And we're saying to Macon and McDonough and Warner Robbins and Eatonton and everywhere, I don't care who you are. You can come. We will inspire. We will validate. We will teach. And you will learn, connect, and grow. Talked to Lance Hamill one time. He told me, all I want to do is affect the kingdom. All I want to do is help people see what we see. We don't have all the answers. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not coming from a place of cockiness. I'm saying to you, we need to change how we can reach our community. And someone might say, that is the biggest sellout I've ever seen in my life. You know what? I don't care. I don't care because that's not what it's about. It's not about money. It's not about seats. It's not about recognition, notoriety, fame, podcasts. It's not about any of that. It's about building what is called Messianic Judaism for all nations. That means what I just said, Jews and Gentiles united in their understanding that replacement theology is from the pit of hell. Anti-Semitism is from the 
I can't even begin to describe the evil associated with that. Jews and Gentiles who reject, well, Jews, of course, Gentiles helping the nations reject replacement theology, anti-Semitism, become connected to Israel, become connected to the Jewish people, become connected, all of us, in Ephesians style. Those who were far off, he brought peace. Those who were far off, those who were near, he brought peace. Shalom. I've given you a few clues along the way in some of my end-of-year messages and emails when I told you it's time to say Shalom Macon. It has been time to say that. And here's the thing. Where do you go to church? I don't go to church. I attend a congregation called Shalom Macon. Messianic Jewish teaching for Christians and Jews. Jews and Christians, or some version of that. But we'll figure it out. Now, here's the thing. Well, Damien, I, 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 have, I have this objection. I, I, I need to know how this is going to work. I want to know how this is going to work. Tell, what about this? What about that? What about... Listen to me. Yeshua told the disciples, I'm going to be killed. In three days... I'll, ri- I'll rise again. We read it in the, new t- in, the, in the apostolic reading today. They were shocked and amazed by this. They didn't know what to do with it. They didn't even believe it. And then he ascended to heaven. And what did they do? Well, they pulled out the, the, the um, three-ring binder that Yeshua had written for them of, if this happens, do this. If this happens, here's your flow chart. If someone reject, do this, they said, here we go. And what was the three ring binder? What was the guide? What was it? The Ruach HaKodesh. That's what it did. Every challenge, every bridge that needed to be crossed, everything, they just figured it out. Now listen, you can't change a name and nothing and just say, well, there it is, we're fixed. No, more than that, we've got to expand and open our arms and lower the barriers and open the doors and do these things and be more accommodating to people and explain. So, so what, it, what are we going to do? Well, basically, I'm going to tell you, here's what you need. We're not going to abandon everything we've done, but I am going to need your patience because here's what's going to happen. Soon and very soon, but not yet. February 29th, we will have our first gathering as Shalom Macon. That gives us a little time to do a couple of things. One, we need to make some internal changes. We need to. We'll start services at 11 so that between 10.30 and 11, we can have this window where people can, can come and the doors can actually be unlocked when you show up. And, but I'll, I'll fill you in on that. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to introduce Macon to Shalom Macon by, by saying something very simple. 
Did you know Jesus was Jewish? Do you want to know? Do you have questions? I mean, again, I haven't figured all these things out just yet. But we're going to invite people to come and participate in what we do well. And, yeah, you know what? Not everyone is going to love this. Not everyone's going to love that. But in the most sensitive way I can say it, I also want to say, I don't care. Not about you guys, about all others. Remember when Yeshua was talking to the Samaritan woman in John? And the, 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 apostle, the disciples came up and they were like, they marveled that he was talking to her. They marveled, but it says, but no one asked, like, what are you talking about or why are you talking? That's what the scripture says. They marveled that he was doing it. And I imagine marvel means like, what is he doing? Why is he talking to her? You know what she did? She went back into her town and that story ends by many of them becoming disciples of Yeshua. Sometimes you just got to get out there. You understand what I'm saying? You with me? So, in conclusion, intention does not Boil the rice. You ever heard that phrase? I hadn't either until yesterday, but I like it. Somebody's husband came up to uh, his wife and he said, you know what, sweetie? I have been absent around here. I have not helped clean. There's so many things in the house that need to be done. I really, I'm, I'm gonna start now. I really wanna be a helper. She said, honey, intention does not boil the rice. <clears throat> I need you to understand that this takes all of us. It takes all of us. But here's what I believe. I almost feel like I could promise it to you, but I can't. I believe new people learning, connecting, and growing in this space will inspire and encourage you as much as it inspires them. And you will find a new passion and a new connection and a new love, not just for God, not just for Yeshua, but for other people. And we can, can affect the community we live in. We can. And so with that said, I want you to start thinking about who you want to invite. You don't have to say, ami. You don't even have to say messianic. You don't even have to say synagogue. But that's our identity, Damien. We're still a messianic synagogue. You can be it without using it to drive people away. So think about who you're gonna invite. I love this picture that uh, um, Dave sent me. And I'll conclude with that.
It's been 10 years, guys. I couldn't possibly say this is where it starts because it started 10 years ago and every step along the way has mattered so much. That, I thought, is a really good picture of Shalom Macon. Now, if only one of those kids had been Jewish and Gentile, that would be our homepage picture (laughs) because that would be the perfect representation. It is going to be a challenge. I ask you to join me in thinking different. Let's make something amazing happen here. Let's not be afraid of what anyone thinks or what anyone says. We'll be wise and we'll listen to counsel and we'll do all the things that we should do. But let's be bold and courageous like Joshua was. And let's do it together for the sake of the kingdom. It's time to say, Shalom Megan. Shabbat Shalom. We're building the kingdom and thankful that you're a part of that mission. If this teaching inspired you, please consider a financial gift to support the work of Shalom Macon. Visit MaconMessianic.com and click Give Online. May the Lord bless and keep you.